Oh, okay, take it easy. We're going on the air. This is Sports Daily on KFH. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. And welcome back, everybody, as we welcome in Brian Haney on a very busy Jayhawk game day. First bowl game game day in a long time, Brian. If you got a bail, uh, just let us know. We know it's busy out there. How's Beale Street? How's Memphis treating you guys so far? It's been fabulous, guys. It was amazing yesterday to see the Kansas turnouts. And I'm fully aware that most Arkansas fans are driving in today about four and a half hours away in Fayetteville and about two hours and 15 minutes away in Little Rock. And so, especially with the the water boil pipe break issues here in downtown Memphis, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I'm coming in today. Having said that, it was probably 10 to 1 Kansas fans on Beale Street yesterday. And when we had the battle of the bands, which I guess historically always ends in a tie because they don't want to break anybody's hearts. KU fans dominated. I mean, it was it was so much louder, as I said, 10 to 1 in terms of you know fan attendance. And it was just special to see the way this fan base, so starved for so long to have any kind of football success, now has been given it. And, and they are returning that favor to the football team by showing up in droves to support them. And so hopefully you guys enjoyed the Hawk Talk that we had from Beale Street last night at BP Kings. We had a bunch of Orange Bowl champions out there with us. Kerry Meyer, Mike Rivera, had Brandon McAnderson and Derek Fine as well. And uh, had some Hall of Fame Bowl team guys from the 81 squad with David Lawrence and his teammates as well. It was just a really, really special time to be together. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that carries over to today because, man, the, the good vibes around this Kansas football program and the renewed confidence, optimism, excitement about the future. I mean, it, it kind of feels like 0708 again. And that obviously was, uh, you know, the golden era of this program's history. So not saying this team is like the 12 and one orange bowl team, but you know what I'm saying back in that two year stretch, you, you had that, that pride that you, you walked with your head held high, your chest puffed out and you felt like Kansas could win any given week. And that's kind of what we've seen come back very quickly here through Lance Leipold and the Jalen Daniels era at quarterback. And to see the, the Kansas fans really, uh, you know, walking proud and tall last night up and down Beale street was something I didn't think I'd see for quite some time. And by golly, it's good to see it. Brian, we know that uh, Kansas has an opportunity to make a, a pretty significant statement here against a, a middle-of-the-road SEC team. As far as the game is concerned against Arkansas this afternoon, what are some things to be looking for? Um, maybe even on both sides of the ball. We, we know how dynamic the Kansas offense has been. Uh, the defense can be opportunistic at times, but what are, what are some things that you're looking for for this game today for Kansas to win? Well, stopping the run is probably the biggest key because not only do they have a, a tremendous running back in Rocket Sanders, but their quarterback is a, a really impressive dual threat option. And he's a load. He's 6'3", 242. So he's a tough one to bring down. He's got good speed on top of his size. And obviously he can sling it as well. He's seventh all-time in Arkansas history with 46 passing touchdowns and uh, top 10 in career passing yards too. But when those two get to running and rolling with the run game, uh, it's it's daunting for any defense. And we know this Kansas defense at times this year has struggled to stop the run. Sometimes open field tackling has not looked good. And I think the only thing I would say from a confidence standpoint is, you know, we've got guys back and healthier than they've been at any point since September and largely we're 
almost 100 percent, you know, in terms of roster continuity, we're almost completely there up and down the two deep. Whereas, as you know, Arkansas has got a ton of guys out. So their two biggest stars will be playing in Jefferson and Sanders. But, you know, half their receiving core is missing. Their All-American center is missing. They've still got big guys in the trenches that play physical and, and nasty and, and, you know, four-star caliber guys on both the offensive and defensive lines that embody that SEC physical nature style. That's going to make this a tough matchup regardless. But they're also down a really good number of tremendous players, including their top two tacklers in the heart of their linebacking core, Drew Sanders and Bumper Poole. Yes, that's his name, Bumper Poole. Best, best name I think I've, I've put on a spotting board since uh, Cookie Belcher was playing at Nebraska back in the day for basketball. But, uh, but yeah, both those guys are out, and uh, I think Kansas needs to, to capitalize on being the deeper, more complete, more whole team in this matchup. But, but even having said that, you know, be prepared to see the Hogs at times running wild. Hopefully Kansas is able to keep pace and, and get some stops and get off the field so this doesn't turn into a shootout. Yeah, I mean, I think, Brian, sometimes we can look at these things in simple terms. And in simple terms, it, I mean, the, the big slap you in the face key is Kansas stopping the run to some degree, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it absolutely is because it's what Arkansas does best. It's it's the closest thing, uh, you know, here in week 13 to what Arkansas was in the regular season because the rest of the roster is not close to what they were in the regular season. So in, in terms of, of, you know, forecasting game plans and scouting reports and all that, I mean, this, this is their bread and butter, and it's still – very much what they intend to do tonight. And they've got some capable receivers that have zero to two receptions all season that are now going to be thrust into more of a a spotlight because of some of the guys that have opted out of this game. And I would just caution Kansas fans to, to not be, I guess, overly expectant or optimistic just based on the fact that a bunch of their receivers are out because some of the guys they're filling in are are four-star talents that were top 150 recruits and all that. And so they've still got, capable guys they're just not proven guys however in the run game they're proven they are capable they are outstanding i think david lawrence was comparing uh last night rocket sanders to the tcu's running back miller obviously we face great ones with Bijan robinson and deuce vaughn all throughout the year but but this is a, a big time nfl talent we're going up against and, and uh kj is is the quarterback jefferson is as tough of a load to bring down from the quarterback position as we will have faced all year so yeah that has to be the number one key but know that it's not like they're completely incapable of throwing the ball with their receivers out because they've still got some pretty talented guys back there. And Matt Landers is, is certainly one of them as one of their top receivers that is still playing. So the Kansas secondary will still have a chance to, uh, to make its presence felt in this game as well. But I would expect Arkansas to lean run heavy because they do typically anyway. Um, but, but certainly from a personnel standpoint, it would behoove them to run even more. Brian, Sam Pittman was very complimentary of a lot of the offensive looks that Kansas has ran throughout the course of the season. Talk a little bit about what you think offensively the Jayhawks are going to need to show uh, to be able to have success uh, on that side of the football today. Well, I think that you'll see J.D. turned loose, and uh, he used the term, I'm ready to break out of this cage when I interviewed him on uh, Monday because I think he felt like his first game back, you know, they definitely were being super careful with the shoulder. They weren't running in much at all. They were 
calling plays to kind of protect him. And then second game back at K-State, we saw him running much, much more. and It seemed more like the J.D. of old. But now you're even four more weeks removed from that. And it's not to say the shoulder injury is completely in the rearview mirror, but, I mean, he's, he's pretty close to 100% at this point. So he's ready to, to let it rip. And, and I think this Kansas offense as a whole, whether it's the receivers, whether it's uh, you know Devin Neal, and we're hearing great reports out of Kai Thomas and how he's looked the last couple of weeks as a backup running back uh, that, that maybe could show out in this game better than he has all season. You might recall he ran for 142 yards in Minnesota's bowl win over West Virginia last year. So maybe he's just a bowl guy. I don't know. But Lance Leipold, unsolicited, was singing his praises yesterday. So um, I think this entire Kansas offense is ready to turn it up a little bit. And I I think uh, there could be some fireworks early in this game, similar to what you saw in the Insight Bowl, if you can remember back that far, with with Todd Reason going over the top for a deep ball touchdown right out the gate. Uh, I I think we could see Kansas come out swinging it. So we'll see. But uh, but Jalen in particular – is ready to, to be unleashed, so to speak, the way he phrased it. And uh, I can't wait to see what that looks like. I think obviously, you know, it's a cliche to say it, but it's true that offensive play callers, you know, whatever they have left in the tank, uh, you know, in terms of creativity, this is the week to use it, right? So it wouldn't surprise me to see Andy Kotelnicki armed with a new contract, by the way, and, and probably looking to pay some, some dividends back already with this big contract he just got uh, to, to have some creative wrinkles in there, but also knowing that he's able to do that because his team is as healthy and full as it's been since September. So why not go back to some of those razzle dazzle, you know, fun plays that we saw back then. So they're not going to you know look like a circus act out there or anything, but I, I think that you should expect to see some highlight reel type material. And, you know, to punctuate it even more, we, we were doing this you know, round table last night at BB Kings and, I had all the Orange Bowl champs give their predictions on the game, and Mike Rivera says 28-21 Kansas, and David Lawrence very respectively says, you know, uh, respectfully, I should say, says, you know, Mike, I, I, I like your prediction, but I think Kansas will have 28 at halftime. And, and everybody's like, whoa, you know, and, and that's not to disrespect the Arkansas defense, but th- there's an air of confidence about this Kansas offense that, that has its quarterback back and, and uh, has, you know, the full complement of pieces around him that maybe they can go out and hang a big number. Question is, can the defense hold Arkansas to one point fewer? And this could turn into a shootout unless we see, you know, the Kansas defense really step up. And so, I don't know. I, I think it could be a game played in the upper 30s. We'll see. But uh, I'm excited to, to have a chance to call some of those plays. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I'm with you, Brian. And we just saw it too many times. Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, with us here on the on the shootout type of a game. I never know, though, like what extra preparation means for this. And I think this is a real opportunity for – Lance Leipold to flex a little bit, right? With all the extra practice time, all the extra preparation time. I think sometimes we overlook how much X's and O's matter in this resurgence for KU. We always think about the players, and that's important too. But, you know, so is the coaching. And the extra time for Lance Leipold, historically, I'm not sure what he's done in these spots. But what factor do you think that will play into this? It has to be some kind of factor. I agree, um, but it's it's hard to know just how much extra time they were pouring over uh, the scouting reports because the way he described it, they basically devoted two weeks of practice to getting ready for the bowl game and the bowl opponent, 
And the rest of the additional practices were just spent on developing young talent. And so did they put the game plan for Arkansas in place a little bit earlier than a normal week? Yes, but maybe only by three extra practices were, were solely on Arkansas. Now, that doesn't mean that the coaching staff wasn't pouring over the hogs on Sunday night of the bowl announcements. They absolutely were. So, so maybe even though you know there wasn't a ton of additional practice time spent on it, in terms of uh, understanding the opponent and their tendencies from a coaching staff perspective, I'm sure they did. But also keep in mind, you had National Signing Day in that stretch, and they were burning the midnight oil working on that recruiting class too. And so I think, Jacob, it's, it's an obvious factor uh, that, that they should have had additional time, and I'm sure capitalized on that as a staff. But the way Lance describes the way they, they handled it with the team, it, it's not like they spent a month working on Arkansas. Does that make sense? So I, I think uh, you should see a Kansas team that's very familiar with, with what to do with the opponent, maybe more so than a typical game, but not dramatically more so. What, let's uh, real quick, because we may not get you uh, before, I don't think we will, before we obviously, before we start talking about basketball. Um, how, what what have you gathered from the fans? I know everybody's focused on the Liberty Bowl. Are they also focused on the start of conference basketball? I love asking this question because it's so unique to the last few years. Is, are we taking yeah, a pause yeah. for the buzz to basketball, or is it you know business as usual? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great way of phrasing it. I think they're taking a pause now. I've been in Memphis since Christmas Day, so. I'm not around Lawrence or anything, but every fan I talk to is fired up about tonight. And it helps that, you know, you got a, a nine day stretch between games here on the hoop side. And we've only played, you know, if, if you toss out December 1st, we will have just played four games the entire rest of the month. And so basketball hasn't been quite as much on the brain. Now, Bill Self's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, coach, belated. Uh, but other than that, I, I think that uh, everybody's pre-dialed in on this bowl game tonight. And then you'll turn the page and, and head back to basketball uh, coming up on New Year's Eve. But it, it's definitely a rare feeling in the month of December where there's as much or more focus on football than there has been hoops. But uh, at the same time, we got a number four ranked basketball team that is about to try to defend its Big 12 crown and national title as well. And, boy, the way they looked – couple of Saturdays ago you know versus Indiana at home was so impressive they looked like they could beat anybody in the country and a lot of national pundits were tweeting as much during that game that this Kansas team looks like they could run it back and so it's nice to to put all our eggs in the focus basket of football tonight but then unwrap a additional present under the tree one more to go with this basketball team once the football season is done because they're rounding into very special form and i think over the next three months of reports here on kfh we're going to talk about that club having a chance to to be one of you know the better ones bill subs had if they keep ascending like they have been and that doesn't mean you make the final four it doesn't mean you win at all but man they look like they've got the pieces to do that if if you get a little bit more consistency in the five spot. And, and I think there's reason to believe that that's going to come. But right now you, you love everything else they've done. You love the way, you know, Jalen Wilson has accepted the superstar all American type role. Grady Dick has been better than advertised. And that's saying something because his hype was pretty huge coming in. And you might have the most complete true point guard in America running the show and so there's, there's a ton to like about that team and a ton of reasons to think that they can absolutely win 30 games and be a one seed and be right there in the mix 
for uh, for winning the whole thing. So pretty good time to be a Jayhawk fan when you've got those types of, of cheering options. And uh, it's fun to get to talk it with you guys each and every Wednesday right here on KFH. All right, Brian Haney will enjoy it. Enjoy these last uh, a few hours, I suppose it is now at this point, before we get into the game. You guys have, uh, you'll hear it on KFH. I know you're excited about it. I know the fan base is excited about it, so enjoy it. Happy for everybody at KU, and we'll talk again next week and take a look back. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, it's it's been great, but tonight's going to be the cherry on top of a good week down here. I have missed my mattress back home with the Mattress Hub, the, the great uh, purple mattress I got from them. I'm mostly missing being able to shower. Uh, we, we had the water boil issues you may have heard about, and so we've been showering in Dasani and Aquafina, which uh, probably doesn't have me smelling the best, but hopefully we'll sound okay. But I do miss my bed, too, and, and you can get a bed that you miss anytime you travel because it's that great when you're at home by checking out our friends at The Mattress Hub. Ryan Beatty and company do such a great job. Check them out today at The Mattress Hub website, themattresshub.com, and uh, Serta, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, they got them all. Guys, thanks so much. Have a great day, and Happy New Year to you. All right, there goes Brian Haney. Brian, appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, finish up hour number one as we roll through a Wednesday on Sports Daily. 